1: again, the cream of the crop. We have what it takes to win it. Hello, Homestead. This is Kevin Harvick
2: making a reservation for the championship four. This last week, we'll be moving on to Homestead,
3: Miami. We feel as though we're right on target to go out there and repeat as champions again.
2: Kyle comes across the line. He
4: wins today, and he's going to Miami.
5: The eyes of the racing world are on South Florida. Today, the title contenders from all three NASCAR National Series met with the press in Miami Beach for Championship 4 Media Day. 40 miles away is Homestead Miami Speedway. The Monster Energy Cup Series title will be decided there this Sunday on NBC. Martin Truex Jr. is in search of his first championship. He will have to beat a trio of Cup champions to do it. Welcome into NASCAR America, everybody. Carol Mano and Hall of Famer and NASCAR champion Dale Jarrett with you. Kyle Petty along for the ride from NBC Charlotte as well. But we start live in Miami. Marty Snyder and Nate Ryan set the scene for us.
6: Yeah, Carolyn, the uh, media day is still going on around us, if you will. The drivers is still doing some interviews here. So I want to get from Nate kind of your feeling on the sort of the room when the championship for, for the Cup Series were up there doing their press conference.
7: I think,
8: Marty, it's fair to say fairly subdued today. I mean, typically this day is for mind games. It's for a little bit of controversy, yeah. and we didn't hear much of that today. And I think the guy that we would normally expect to play mind games, Kevin Harvick, kind of told us why. And his essential reason for that was he didn't want it to be a distraction to him or his team. And I think that tells you a little bit about he, how he feels about his chances. I think if he came in as an overwhelming favorite, he would be okay with putting screws in other people's heads. He, he
6: wasn't afraid to throw those dabs yeah. a few years yeah. ago, Yeah, right? Denny Hamlin yeah.
8: A, a few years ago, Joey Logano, Logano a few yeah. years ago, but we didn't see any of that today. And I think it also speaks to the fact that these guys have a lot of respect for each other. They're all experienced. Three of them have championships. Marty, Martin tricks Jr. has been here before, yeah. so I don't think they believe that it would really work to play mind games. And as Harvick said, it would just be a distraction.
6: Well, and Martin certainly shut that down at Phoenix as well. in the post-race press conference saying, Hey, that's, (laughs) that's not going to work on me. We're going to hear from the eight championship contenders, the Xfinity series and the cup series coming up on NASCAR America. What did you sort of glean from those eight interviews, Nate?
8: Well, you know, I think we certainly saw that, you know, wide range of emotions. I think a guy like Brad Keselowski, He's the underdog. We, we all knew that based yeah. off the way he ran at Phoenix and based off the way he feels about his chances on mile and a half tracks these days. And I think he came across that way in his interview with you. I think the opposite end of that spectrum, Martin Truex Jr., he feels like he's already won. I, I feel good about picking Martin Truex Jr. because <laughs> he told you he's, he's won. he's, he's coming in here with this really confident attitude, and I think he's as loose as I've ever seen him.
6: Real quick, if you're reading body language. Who do you like right now in the way they're approaching Thursday?
8: I mean, it's got to be Truex. I and mean, Truex just looks as if he has, you know, nearly a care in the world, even though he's racing for what would be a career-defining moment.
6: There you go, Carol, and all those interviews coming up from Miami throughout the show today on NASCAR America.
5: Marty, thank you, and Nate, thank you as well. We are going to get back to Miami in just a moment. Uh, but on this day in NASCAR history, we actually witnessed the first championship race under the current format three years ago, Kevin Harvick held the lead while battling fellow title contender Ryan Newman on the final restart with three laps to go. Harvick went on to score the win by a half a second and captured his first Cup Series championship. And despite earning no wins during the season, second-place finisher Ryan Newman came up just one position short of actually winning the title. Just a short time ago, Kelly Stavis spoke with the 2014 champ.
9: Well, it was actually three years ago this very day, Kevin Harvick, that you won your first Cup Series championship, your first year then with Stuart Haas Racing. This year as well has presented plenty of challenges. What parallels do you see between 2014 and 2017?
10: Well, honestly, I, I would say that they're, they're actually very similar just for the fact that moving to Ford and doing all the things that we've done this year that are different. Uh, switching the cars and uh, hiring people and, and doing things that we hadn't done before at Stewart Haas Racing within our walls. So it's been uh, a very gradual progression of getting the cars better and figuring things out and doing all the things that we've done uh, to, to get to this point. But, you know, you had to be uh, very precise in, in the things that you tried to tackle. Uh, you can't tackle all the problems because you can't see all the problems that, that, were, that we were going to face as a company. So I think it says a lot about uh, Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, the people that we have uh, to, to put ourselves in this position um, is is quite an accomplishment and, and uh, just couldn't be prouder of everybody and the job that they've done.
9: You certainly seem to have come to life once the playoffs hit. Now, you got here to the championship four with that win at Texas, and you had to pass the 78, the car that's been the fastest, certainly on the mile and a half this year. How significant was it that you passed him on track for that win?
10: Well, I think it was very significant. I think, you know, on the – you know, it's Charlotte um, – I think we we had a little bit of trouble on on pit road and and had to overcome some things and and didn't quite get back to the front. Texas, we had a flawless day from from top to bottom on pit road in the car. Uh, hit the setup, and, and we're able to to make that move uh, late in the race and, and win the race. So I feel like we've we've had the best car the last few times that we've that we've been on the mile and a half race tracks. Haven't capitalized on it every time, uh, but the win at Texas is, you know, you, you almost you don't need to say anything uh, because of the fact that you you passed the fastest guy in town to win the race. And I think as you come to Homestead, we as a team know that, and, and so do they.
9: And just quickly, I've heard you call yourself an underdog. Do you really feel that way, or is that just kind of Playing mind games with the other guys. well
10: yeah, I, I mean I you know I think that that when you look at the season the 18 and the 78 have the results and the wins to, to go with everything that they've done and I, and I think you know as we heard Martin say the other day on on uh, uh, on your show with with Dale I mean it would be a disappointment if, if they didn't win the championship this year and I think as you look at us I think we feel like we're playing on house money we we're coming from behind we're doing all the things that we're doing but you know right now I feel like um, you know as a, as a team I mean we, we feel like we came to Homestead at this particular point in the season with a car and a team uh, capable of winning the championship.
9: All right. Well, if they do win the championship, it'll be the first for Ford since his teammate Kurt Bush won it back in 2004.
5: Kelly, thank you. Uh, Kyle, we know Kevin Harvick was going to be focused this week. That is who he is. But that is the second or third time I've heard him mention Ford and Stuart Haas and that relationship as his primary motivation for winning this additional title this year.
4: Yeah, I think it is. I I think when we interviewed him after Texas, he said in victory lane, I really hope Brad gets there and we have two Fords in the in the championship four. That, that's a big motivation for him. Listen, it's not simple to change manufacturers. These guys have worked really hard. I look at this team, and Dale knows this. This type of racing, cup racing, can be streaky. These guys are getting on a streak. They seem to have run good at Texas. They run okay uh, at Phoenix. So going into Homestead, they may be have the hot hand going up against some of these guys.
5: On a different note, though, DJ, his crew chief, Ronnie Chilters has been very concerned about the number of tires that teams are going to be able to use on Sunday.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's made me aware of this, too. They're going to have nine sets when they start the race in the pits. I'm concerned, too, uh, for a different reason, because Rodney's obviously concerned that they might not get in a position with that few of tires. They've had 11 in the past. I really think this is a point in time that... Goodyear and NASCAR can step in and say, hey, we don't need the title decided by teams not having enough tires to make a run at the end of the race because of things that happen." There's going to be two cautions for sure for the end of stages here. And so I really think that this puts the teams in a box that they don't really need to be in. They spent hundreds of millions of dollars to get to this point already. There's no sense in worrying about a couple of sets of tires. But I think the one thing that I took from Kevin Harvick's interview there. He might not have won the most races on mile and a half, but he won the most recent one, and he's using that to his advantage <laughs> right now. A
5: fair point, and I know you really care about this tire issue. You're going to yeah, be talking yeah. about it all throughout the weekend. The Cup Championship, of course, Sunday in Miami. The Xfinity Championship one day earlier at 3 Eastern right here on NBCSN. William Byron, Elliot Sadler, Justin Allgaier, and Daniel Hemrick are fighting for the title, and we're going to hear from all of them, beginning with the veteran of the group, 42-year-old Elliott Sadler.
6: Well, Elliot Sadler certainly one of the favorites when it comes to the Xfinity Series championship. So I want to go back to the last mile and a half track. You were the best of the championship four there. Showed a lot of extra speed at that race. Does so that give you one confidence, but do you think that makes you guys the favorites then on Saturday?
11: Well, I, I hope so. I feel like the last few mile and a half we've been to, Texas, Kansas, and Chicago. And Chicago is a lot like Homestead, the, mm-hmm. the way the asphalt and stuff's made. We were very, very fast in this sister car, my, the twin car that I ran at Texas is what we have at Homestead this okay. weekend. So if that car can show the same speed like we have at Texas, we've got a great opportunity to kind of pull this thing off Saturday night. Your teammate Justin Allgaier
6: will not have his normal crew chief, Jason Burdett. You went through this last year. What is he about to go through on Saturday, and how difficult does that make it for him trying to win a championship?
11: Well, Mark, let me tell you what I learned last year. I thought going up to the championship race that we we were prepared as a race team, but what you can't prepare for if something goes a little bit wrong during the mm-hmm. race, whether it's a miscommunication on a pit stop, whether it's the uh, an adjustment you made or something like that, then the communication gets hard. It kind of breaks down. And I didn't really learn that. It kind of threw me for a curve during last year's championship race. Now, Justin has a lot of experience. I know he has a lot of great a relationship with Billy Weir when that's coming in. Yep. But I think when you get in the heat of the moment in that championship, if you don't have that same guy to lean on, it, it hurt us last year here. It, it It hurt my chances last year winning the championship. And that's why I'm so happy that my guy, Kevin, is going to be with me <laughs> yeah. this weekend when we're trying to run for this championship.
6: So with three JRM teams in, how much information are we really sharing? And at what point is it every man for himself?
11: Well, look, I asked Kevin this week. I said, all right, w- what does it do? He said, hey, we're sharing as normal. I think once the race starts, it's every man for himself. May the best man win. But right now, we're very, it's a very open book. Uh, test that we're having, (laughs) but I think that's the reason we have three teams here in the championship as well. All
6: right, I'm going to ask every driver I interview today the same two questions. One thing on the track that worries you about the race that's maybe out of your control. What is it?
11: I I think one thing is if you look at our entry list, there's a lot of new guys Mm -hmm. in the race this weekend that don't really have a lot to race for. And what I mean by that is they're not really racing for a championship. They're just racing to get noticed. They're yep. racing to get their name out. So I have to know who's in those particular cars. Okay, good point. And, and a lot of them are in fast cars. Yeah. So they're going to be up in the middle of everything. So that is the biggest thing that scares me on the track this weekend is i got to know who I'm racing and what time of the race I'm racing. In.
6: And the other one, real quick, give me a reason why you'll be champion on Saturday
11: because we feel like we're the best prepared team and we've put all of our eggs in this basket because to us, the only race that mattered all year long is what you do at Homestead.
6: And I can vouch for that. He told me in July, the only race I'm worried about right now in July is Miami. So they're going to do their best to win a title on Saturday, Carolyn.
5: Sadler's a three-time runner-up in the Xfinity Series. I don't know if it's the affable Southern draw. You're very hard-pressed <laughs> to find someone who isn't rooting for him. Is he the sentimental favorite this weekend? I think weekend?
2: he is. Yeah, I, I don't think there'll be anybody uh, that will be upset if Elliot Sadler goes out and wins this championship. He's done a lot for this sport. He's worked extremely hard. You know, he took a step back in a lot of people's minds, back to the Xfinity Series, but he's done very well. He wants this championship, yes, for himself, but we had dinner a few weeks ago, and he said, Dale, I really want this championship for my mom and dad. They've been there for my career and done everything for me, and that's what he wants, but he's going to have to go out and earn it. I think his teammate, William Byron, might be the man he's going to have to outrun to get that championship. Kyle,
5: we'll hear from William Byron a little bit uh, later in the show, but what did you make of his comments about the rest of the field, the drivers that may not have as much to drive for, in the, and how they could impact things.
4: Yeah, I th- you know, I think that's everybody's fear. Um, you know, we saw it last week at Phoenix with a car that didn't run all the races, that hadn't run all the time, uh, and changed uh, for Brendan Poole how his, uh, had the outcome for him whether going to Homestead or not, or Miami or not. So, uh, I think that's everybody's fear. You want to race against people you know. You want to race against people you know how to race and you want to know what's going on in everybody's head. And when you start throwing some wild cards in there, things going on, on the racetrack that you're not totally sure of.
5: All right, six more drivers to hear from on today's show. Coming up next, we are going to speak with another member of the Junior Motorsports contingent. That is Justin Algaire. And we'll get the thoughts of Brad Keselowski, who is looking to add a second championship to his resume five years after winning his first. Those coming up next. Well, NASCAR fans love a good rivalry. And in the Premier League, this is a big one. Arsenal hosting Tottenham in the 181st North London Derby. That is Saturday, 7.30 Eastern, right here on NBCSN. Well, another look at the scene for media day in Miami Beach. NASCAR's championship four. Justin Allgaier back in contention for the Xfinity championship for a second straight year. short time ago, he spoke with Nate Ryan.
8: Justin, obvious storyline for your team. You come in with an interim crew chief and Billy Wilburn. The good news is he's experienced, you know him, he's your car chief, and he's been a crew chief before in the Cup Series. The question for you, though, is can you win the championship with him as your crew chief for the first time?
12: I think 100%, yeah. You know, our, our race team, one of, the, one of the beauties of our team is, is the leadership. Jason Burdett's done a great job this year. And put plans and procedures into place, his leadership has led us to this point and you know we're, we're in a great position we've had really fast race cars we've done all the things that we need to do we've honestly run the best this season when we've been down the most so i i'm looking forward to the challenge of it well
8: it probably helps you have a couple of junior sports teammates also in the championship hunt and i presume even though you're battling against each other everybody is sharing until race time
12: yeah i mean that's one of the things that last year led us to such a great season finale, um, all through the season, you know, our team works so well together. And that's one of the things that I that I love about this race team is we share notes, we share uh, thoughts, we, you know, we're constantly talking amongst each other. We've got a great... Uh, camaraderie between all four drivers all four teams and that's what's gonna that's what it's gonna lead i feel like one of our three cars to a championship and i just hope it's a seven card personally
8: all right uh well one team uh that you'd like to win this for dale jr obviously his uh final race weekend what would it mean to bring the championship home for him
12: well i mean you know we want to win for dale jr to begin with but to to have homestead be his final race as a as a full-time Cup Series driver. to to be a part of junior motorsports to see that that dynamic and how it plays out it's it's so fun to watch i mean dale's just a great guy to begin with but but he's meant so much to the sport so to add one more little small feather to the cap on what his nascar uh you know kind of footprint has been would be would be incredible so that's the goal Uh, we want to send him off the best we can and Having 75% of the the field and and having all four Chevys, I feel like we got a great shot of doing that. I
8: like those odds. Justin Allgaier trying to become the second junior motorsports uh, driver to win an Xfinity championship.
5: You know, DJ, Steve LaTarte and Jeff Burton have been critical about some of the team dynamics that exist at the Cup Series level, drivers mingling, that sort of thing when the playoffs hit. But this junior motorsports situation is very unique, and you would have to think that Justin Allgaier is relying on William Byron and, and Elliott Sadler to get the information that he needs to try to get this done.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt that, that this uh, isn't the best scenario for them. Uh, Jason Burdett has done a really good job of, of organizing everything and getting Justin Allgaier uh, to this point. And I know during the race he's a good sounding board for him also and so uh, that's the part that he's going to miss there but they put together just a tremendous organization here these drivers work extremely well together uh billy wilburn has been around this sport a long time and will do a good job i I just hate it for jason burdett that he's worked this hard to get to this point and have this opportunity again but uh you he'll be close enough that they'll hear his voice in some of the decisions that'll be made kyle
4: yeah you know listen They've played this game all year long. There's no reason to pull this team apart and separate these guys and say, okay, go to, your, go to three corners and not talk to each other. They've shared information. They've worked together. And just as, as we were heard uh, Justin say, once we get out on the racetrack, it's going to be every man for himself. I hope the seven car wins. This team, I will say this, this team never gives up. Justin Allgaier never gives up. That's the one thing that they have shown this year. Back against the wall, adversity, they fight through it. They salvage something out of nothing a lot of times. This is a team that's got to be a dangerous team for those other guys. They've got to look at them and say, we don't know what Justin can do. And now with the crew chief out and his back against the wall a little bit, I think he's even more dangerous.
5: Yeah, resilience is a characteristic that so many of these drivers and teams share who have made it to this point. In the Cup Series, Brad Keselowski has done the same. He's ready for the weekend, although his daughter, Scarlett, Seems to be more ready for a nap. She was pretty comfortable when Brad tweeted this video on his flight from Charlotte down to Miami. And just a short time ago, he spoke with Marty Snyder.
6: So when Brad Kozlowski and I talk post-race Sunday at Phoenix, you said, hey, immediately you said we're not the favorites going into this thing yeah. by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. Are you the underdog? I'll ask you that. And how can you play that to your favor? Well, Maybe It's, it's hard
13: to go in as the favorite, Marty, when you're coming off a bad race and, and you've only won one of the mile and a half this year. and <laughs> Right. Uh, Another guy's won six of them. So, um, you know, I think you have to be realistic. But also you have to be realistic, too, that, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, NASCAR uh, favors the underdog for this Mm -hmm. format with respect to it's now a a zero-sum game. You know, whoever has the best finish is going to win the championship. There's no, hey, you're five points behind, you're ten points behind. It's just finish the best at the end of the day, win the championship. And so in that light, um, you know, I look at this race and and say that, uh, you know, NASCAR probably hands you back the advantage as an underdog.
6: Well, and so I'll I'll start with that. You know, you've been here in Miami trying to win a championship before, but never in this format. So how is it different? Is it just simply what you're talking about, the way it plays out? There's a lot more more media attention in there.
13: Yes, well, with this format uh, and specific to the tire allotments and all that, Uh, it's a big difference being in the championship four. You know, the stages don't really mean anything for the championship four drivers. Uh, there's not a lot of tires to be ran. This track at Homestead, Miami really chews the tires up. That's going to play a big part of the race the strategy and, and
6: probably the cadence of the entire day. You, you, Paul told me earlier this week that maybe Homestead plays into your favor a little bit more because of its abrasiveness. But also the fact that you've been playing catch up on the mile and a half. So will this be a better racetrack for the two team, you think?
13: We hope so. I mean, we don't know. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we showed up at Homestead and and ran great and threatened to win the race or did win the race and won the championship. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we went there and, and didn't perform. I, I feel like it could go either way. And, and honestly, I I don't know, Marty. I, I'm I'm just as curious as anyone else when we get there and we start <laughs> right. racing and how it's going to go. But uh, I, I feel like in general we have a, an opportunity, and we're going to try our darnest to make the most of it.
6: All right, one thing on the track, I've been asking everybody this, that that worries you that's out of your control on Sunday.
13: Probably the biggest thing that worries me that's out of my control is just some of the cars that are really slow, some of the Hmm. back marker cars uh, and their strategies and so forth. I think that's probably the the biggest thing that worries
6: me outside of my control. And one reason you'll be the champion on Sunday.
13: One reason, well, uh, that's a good question.
6: Only one? Well, your biggest reason why you say we have the best shot to win it.
13: Probably the biggest reason, uh, you know, we're a veteran team.
6: We've been together for eight seasons now. We believe in each other. And as Paul Wolf told me earlier this week, we got nothing to lose on Sunday. Nobody expected us to be in the spot anyway, Carolyn.
5: (laughs) I guess that's one way of looking at it. Kyle, what's it like for Brad Keselowski and his team to not really know what they're going to get until it's time to go get it?
4: Look, he's not the only one that doesn't know. I don't think any of us know. <laughs> I, I, think, I think when we looked at the final grouping going into to Homestead or going into Miami, um, I didn't have Brad as my one, two, three, or four choice, to be totally honest with you, um, because they just not performed this year uh, the way I thought they would. I think if we go back to, to the footage we saw earlier with Ryan Newman finishing second to, to Kevin Harvick that year, I didn't have Ryan Newman in that group going to Homestead that year either. But I don't think anyone knows what this team can do. I think the tires that Dale Jarrett spoke of earlier, having a limited number, plays into Brad's hands and plays into Paul, Paul Wolf's hands a little bit more because then it becomes as much about speed as it does about strategy. And Paul Wolf is a master of that.
5: That's exactly what you were telling yeah. me earlier before the show when we were talking about that, that this tire situation could yeah. play into the two's hands.
2: Yeah, this, this track is just so abrasive. Uh, so they, if your car is not running as fast as the other, maybe you're finding a way to save your tires a little bit more and take that chance. Paul Wolf is ready to take a chance. He understands they're probably not going there with the fastest car. We don't know that for sure. The good thing for Brad and Paul Wolf is... The first 35 races mean absolutely nothing. All he has to do is bring the best race car they brought all year and have a good strategy, and he could find himself up front at the time that counts at the end of 400 miles, and they'll be the champ.
5: They seem to have embraced the underdog tag. <laughs> Maybe they're taking yeah. that with them as a source of motivation, but we know who the favorite is and who the favorite has been, and that is Martin Truex Jr. He's been the most dominant driver this season in the Cup Series. Can he finish it off with a championship? We're going to hear from Truex next On Sunday, followed the Championship Four and Dale Earnhardt Jr. with Hot Pass right here. Lee Diffie and DJ bringing you in-car cameras, team radios. They are following those five drivers specifically. That's Sunday at 3 Eastern, so make sure you flip back and forth. And this, from very late on Tuesday night, the 78 car being loaded into the hauler for the 2,100-mile journey to Homestead. That trip took over 30 hours. Unlike Truex himself, the haulers don't exactly travel at 200 miles per hour. <laughs> A little earlier, Truex spoke with Marty.
6: Well, Carolina loved it in the post phoenix press conference when Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, kind of threw out something, and he goes, "Up, oh, stop! Head games are not going to work on me." So, so why do the head games not work with you? Why have you kind of shut that down immediately with the other guys? I've already
1: won. <laughs> You've already won what? Just I've already won in general. Okay. I mean, I'm I I know where I'm at. I know we have what it takes to get it done. I'm not going to let anybody stand in the way of that with right. words. Yeah. You know, words are your talk is cheap. Show me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm ready to just go out on the track and get the job done.
6: You told me you're ready to get in the car right now. So is there more pressure <laughs> on the 78 team because you, you are the favorite? You, there was no doubt when you told me after the race last week, we're the favorites.
1: Man, I, pressure's pressure, that word, it gets thrown around a lot. There's always pressure on us, right? right. I mean, it, we're in a performance-based industry. Mm-hmm. You have pressure to do your sure. job. I have pressure to do mine. My crew chief has pressure. There's always pressure. So... To say the pressure this week is any different than 15 weeks ago, mm-hmm. yeah, it's for a championship. But it's still the same. Like, I have to go out there and do the same exact job. Yeah. The hardest part is keeping the pressure away, like not feeling it, mm-hmm. you know. But I think we've been able to do that very, very well. I think we're very well prepared for this weekend because we've been in this position before. Um, that certainly helped. Um, and just honestly, all of the crap we've been through together to come from where we have to where we are, I, I think that we've done really good at just putting on the blinders and not worrying about everybody else, not worrying about what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. We do our own thing. If, if we get the job done, we're happy with each other. That's all that matters. You know, I, as long as I know I left it all out there, that's all that matters to me. And I plan on leaving it all out there.
6: I've spent a lot of time with you lately, and and I'll say you seem very loose. I mean, I is, am. is it is even I'm after Texas? <laughs> you, even after Texas, you were like, yeah, you know, hey, who cares? I mean, yeah, why? How is that? I've already won. Okay.
1: I don't need to win this championship to be anything. Like I, I want to win it for me. I want to win it for all the right reasons. I don't want it. I don't need it for fame or fortune or for notoriety. I want it for me, I want it for my team because we deserve it and, we're, and so people think we're the best. But aside from that, it's not, to me, it's not a big a huge deal, you know. Um, I don't know. I just I don't look at it maybe the same as everybody else would. But I just, I don't know. I'm just in a good place, I guess. I'm ready to go after it. I know it's not the end of the world if we don't win, you know. Um, maybe that's part of it. I feel like we've already kind of won the championship in a way because of what we talked about earlier mm-hmm. with, you know, mm-hmm. any year but the last four years, we would be the champion right now. Right. Um, so that's, a, a huge, in my opinion, a huge accomplishment. I never, I never seen myself years ago getting to right. this level, Right. being in this position. So I think it's just uh, it's all kind of a bonus, you know, for me.
6: Well, Carolyn, certainly some good perspective from Martin Truex Jr., and he is the favorite. Obviously, when we go to a mile-and-a-half racetrack, it's going to be tough to beat this guy on Sunday.
1: You know, DJ, you
5: told me that at points in your career, you've projected confidence, even yeah. when you may not have had it at the time, but you needed it. Based on what you just saw from Martin Truex Jr. and how relaxed he really seems, are you buying that, what oh, he's selling?
2: Truly, that is confidence in that man right there. I saw some of it Tuesday when I sat down with him, just with him interjecting how loose he was. Uh, and here's why he can be that. He's doubled his win total in one year. He's got seven wins. Uh, they've done everything right. They've had the fastest car on mile and a half. They really hadn't been passed te- until Texas uh, on the racetrack. They lost some races late uh, on after cautions and things like that. But uh, he's very confident. And, and to him, if he doesn't win, it's not the end of the world, just as he said. You know, he really appreciates the opportunity that he has had. You know, just... Three, four years ago, he he was uh, kind of at the lowest of lows when he first went there. They couldn't do anything right. So he's just riding this wave. And a confident race car driver uh, can take a fast race car and do a lot of good things. And we'll expect that Sunday afternoon and evening.
5: Kyle, if he is approaching this championship or looking at winning this championship in a way that not everybody else is, how much do you think... That has to do with all the adversity that his team has faced. You can go down the list. The team owner had a heart attack. The crew chief, Cole Pern, lost his best friend, lost his dog. They lost a crew member suddenly. We've documented everything that Sherry Pollock, Martin Truex's girlfriend, has been through. The list goes on and on and on.
4: Yeah, you know, I think he, uh, he approaches this championship and is approaching it uh, in a way that, that he's the only guy that, that I know of uh, that could approach it this way. Nothing in the life of Kevin Harvick, in the life of, of Kyle Bush, in the life of, of Brad Keselowski or just about anybody out there has happened. We heard Dale Jarrett mention where he was at two or three years ago with this team to where they are now is night and day with everything that's gone on with Sherry, everything that's gone on in his personal life. And we talk and Dale speaks of confidence and he exudes confidence, but he also exudes peace, peace in being Martin Truex, peace with himself, peace in where he's at in life. Uh, And I love the way that he just drapes his arm over the back of the chair. And it's like, we've already won. And basically, he's saying, bring it. Don't sing it. I'm standing here waiting on you. You've got to come knock me off. And I think that is that confidence. But I also think that it's that piece of who Martin Truex is. And he's at peace with himself.
2: Hey, KP, I will add, though, he said he doesn't want it for the notoriety or anything. He'll be glad to cash that nice check at the end of it, too. (laughs) Oh, that's for sure. That's for sure.
5: I mean, talk about diffusing the pressure. He was saying all the right things. If he is the favorite on the Cup side, Daniel Hemrick is certainly the underdog in the Xfinity Championship. 26-year-old rookie, runs for Richard Childress Racing, and Saturday is going to be his very first crack at a
9: championship. And he spoke with
5: Kelly (laughs) Stavis.
9: All right, so Daniel Hemrick's one of two rookies in this championship for in the Xfinity series, and Daniel, last week at Phoenix, you truly had to race your way in for this final spot. Uh, you showed so much, like, grit and determination. How do you carry that over now as you've got the biggest task at hand this weekend?
14: Yeah, that's fair to say. Um, we're definitely facing less than ideal situations last week. with to know as a group, we did last week what we've done all year, and that's... Overcome things with our backs against the wall and prevail. That's that's what's cool to know that with the system, the playoff format that we're under, that we did all that stuff, and next thing you know, we got an even playing field, and that's that's exciting as a competitor, as race teams to know we had that shot. It's the same shot that everybody else has got this week. So just trying to live in that moment, enjoy this week, and uh, take for what it's worth.
9: It's been quite a season for you, not just in terms of your accomplishments as a rookie, but you've worked with three different crew chiefs. I know there are a number of new tracks. How did you overcome all of those (laughs) obstacles to get here?
14: Uh, I think really just having a ton of depth in our organization. Um, You know, when I went to work for Richard this year, it's knowing, okay, you're going to work for an icon of the sport, but, you know, what does that entail? You know, how, how far does that chain go down? And to know that he was able to put different people in place throughout the year, whatever the situation, whether it be suspensions or this or that. It kind of goes back to what I was talking about. We were able to overcome that because of the leader that Richard Childress is. So uh, to know you have a boss like that that's done so much for our sport and done so much for me this year, it uh, gives us a lot of confidence going this weekend.
9: All right, you're the only one of these four drivers that has yet to win in the Xfinity Series. So how do you get past that and outrace these other three guys
14: for the win? We have one more shot this weekend, and uh, if there's any time that's good, it's this time. So we're looking forward to taking that opportunity and knowing that it it is just that. It's it's a shot that everybody else has this weekend, but... We're hungry for. it. We've been able to do so much, so much as a group in such short time in 32 races that it prepared us for this moment. And uh, I know that not only myself, but we're all ready for that moment. And hopefully, we can do it this weekend.
9: All right, quickly, two days away. How are you feeling? Oh my good.
14: gosh, I feel good. It's good to just have a, <laughs> like I said, just have a shot and be able to enjoy this weekend. It's something that a lot of people never get to experience. So just trying to take it all in.
9: All right, good luck come Saturday. Thanks so much. Thanks,
5: Daniel. You know, Henrik may be a rookie, but he is 26 years old, and you can see that maturity.
2: Yeah, I think that's played a lot into difficult situations he found himself in. And I'll be quite honest, he may have done the best job of the championship four of getting to this situation because RCR, this hasn't been their best year uh, in the Xfinity series. So he's had to overcome a lot. We heard about the three crew chiefs, everything he's got himself there. So he's not really uh, taken aback by this situation. Hey, he's had to overcome a lot. Why not go do one more thing and get that first win?
5: (laughs) Yeah, just do one more thing. Just bring that thing home. Um, (laughs) Over the last couple of weeks, we've brought you at home the eight greatest moments of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s career. Today, we have the last one of those eight moments, and it is the one where he coined his most famous phrase. We're going to bring you that when we come back and talk about Jr. a little bit. Stay with us. NASCAR championships in both the Xfinity and Monster Energy Cup Series decided this weekend live in Miami. Saturday, the Xfinity Series goes racing at 3 Eastern right here on NBCSN, and then Sunday at 3 Eastern on NBC, the final four drivers racing for the Cup Series championship. The biggest storyline this weekend after the championship four is the last cup ride for Dale Earnhardt Jr., and we asked Jr. for his eight greatest moments on the track. Today, our very last one takes us to Bristol back in 2004.
2: Dale Earnhardt Jr. has dominated the night so far. Can Kenseth get close enough to a move? Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins it. He won the Daytona 500 earlier this year. He'll add another of NASCAR's majors to his resume tonight as Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins the Sharpie First-ever
4: driver to sweep a weekend here at Bristol. Man, this is one of the biggest wins in my career. It's Bristol, baby!
5: You know what, Kyle? We have talked this entire year about what this moment is going to be like, and now it's finally upon us. More importantly, it's upon him. What do you expect from the weekend for Dale Earnhardt Jr.?
4: Good question. Um, I, I don't know. I hope he I hope he just savors every moment of it. Um, you know, back 30 years ago, I went through this with my father um, when when he retired. And, and being there at Atlanta that last race and just taking in the crowd and taking in the other drivers during the driver's meeting and talking to different teams on pit road and stuff, I, I think that's what uh, this means to Dale. It's the respect of the other competitors. Yes, the fans are important, and no doubt about it. But, but I'm telling you, in your last race, uh, fans a lot of times will take a back seat emotionally uh, to what the other drivers say to you and how they react to you.
2: Yeah, I can tell him, and I have told him that you can think you're prepared for this, but you're not prepared for this moment. Whenever something that you've loved to do for so many years is coming to an end, and you know this is going to be it for him, and this is what has made him who he who he is. Yeah, he's going to continue to be around and and it's going to be great to have him. But not being a competitor anymore is something that you can't replace in your life. So uh, it's going to be interesting to watch him navigate through the weekend, but going to be very emotional.
5: If you were with us by chance yesterday on NASCAR America, we showed you this three minute commercial that Budweiser put together. And if you didn't catch it, just make sure you're with us in our pre race coverage this weekend because we're going to run it for you again. And it's been running for a little while, but it is so special. It quickly went viral and it gave us all goosebumps. Um, He does have three drivers from Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Championship. For the youngest, of course, who we've been talking about on the show today is 19-year-old William Byron, and earlier he spoke with Marty Snyder.
6: Well, Carolyn, for William Byron, it had been a very up-and-down playoffs until last week at Phoenix. Yeah. A very timely win for these guys heading into the championship For What the win do for, honestly, momentum at the shop and just sort of belief that you guys can get it done on Saturday?
7: Yeah, I think it, it does a lot for, for your race team to know that you can win and and really go out there and do that in the playoffs when everybody's bringing their best cars and, and their best teams. So uh, for us, it's a huge confidence builder to kind of know the formula to win, and uh, hopefully we can go do that this weekend.
6: The obvious question for everybody with the J.R.M. teams, you have three in, how much information is being shared? And is there a point, William, where it's it's every man for themselves and you say, hey, we're on our own now.
7: You know, I think we've shared a lot of information all year. Um, You know, we've been really vocal to each other when somebody else is struggling or or when somebody else is really successful trying to figure out what that is to to make ourselves better. So uh, I think we're going to share the same amount of information. But when it comes down to the race, you're going to race your own team and your own race and just see where that puts you.
6: So I'll ask you what I've been asking everybody else. One thing on the track that worries you that's maybe out of your control on Saturday and give me a reason why you'll be the champion on Mm -hmm. Saturday.
7: You know, one thing out of control, out of our control, um, probably where you line up on the restarts and stuff like that. But um, this track is so wide; it's it's really the best track for us to to go to to run for a championship. You can kind of move around anywhere and make your car work, and that's what we want. So uh, I feel like for us. Um, The reason we will win this championship, I think, is the strength of our team, the fact that we've won races, big races this year, Mm -hmm. Um, some of the the biggest on our schedule. So um, we're looking forward to that part, and I think we'll rise to the occasion. And he mentions
6: winning those big races. He will this weekend have the car he won Indianapolis with. So that's a pretty big win, I would say. That's the car they're going to bring to try and win a championship in Miami. Carolyn.
5: He's just so polished, and yeah. he hasn't even celebrated his <laughs> 20th birthday yet. But for him, he finds himself in a unique position, DJ, that we've seen from some other Cup Series drivers along the way where this really is his shot yeah. at an Xfinity Series title because he is already ready to go next year in the Cup Series. Yeah,
2: a little motivation, as if he needs that, uh, to know that this is his one chance to get that done. He thought he was going to have that chance in the Truck Series last year. Didn't get that to happen, but he went on and won the race at Homestead anyway. So uh, look for him. I think he's the favorite going into this. Even with Elliott Sadler's experience, I think this young man has what it takes, and that's speed. He understands how to navigate Homestead, and that's going to be important.
5: Kyle, do you agree?
4: Yeah, I do agree. And, and and let me let me say this first. Every driver that Marty sat down with has made him look older uh, because we went from an older driver to, to a 19-year-old. So I got to say that first. But having said that, William Byron has won the big races this year. And that is huge. The guy sitting beside you, Carolyn, Dale Jarrett, is a big-time player, a big race winner. William Byron has shown this year that when you put it all on the line at Daytona, at Indy, and now at Miami – that he's the kind of guy that rises to the occasion. That's why he can win this championship.
5: We're going to send you to Miami and put you next to Marty Snyder soon enough (laughs) and make him look like he's found the fountain of youth. Oh,
4: hurt me. (laughs) me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, moving on, moving on, moving
5: on. For the third year in a row, Kyle Busch is going to race for the sport's biggest prize on championship weekend. So what's it going to take for Rowdy to rule again? We're going to hear from him as our championship for media day coverage continues next. Hey, everybody. Two years ago, Kyle Busch finally broke through to win his first championship. The title capped a remarkable year that saw him miss 11 races after a serious injury at Daytona, and now he is back in the hunt for championship number two, and he spoke with Nate Ryan.
8: Kyle, you are the first driver to make the championship four in three consecutive seasons, so what's different this year? Is it the same? Is it rote? Is the mood different?
3: How, how is it? Ah, uh, well... Feels pretty good to have been in it, locked in it this long, but uh, we're, we're losing a little bit of that luster. I feel so. Maybe we can go down there this weekend and bring it all back with a, a shiny new trophy to take home. But um, it's been a great year, and um, you know it's been a great feeling to have that win from Martinsville to uh, to kind of solidify. Our, our season and being able to go to Homestead to
8: race for a championship. The only other driver to make the championship round three times is Kevin Harvick. He said that this weekend is like no other. It's hard to navigate. You have lots of people around your pit stall, around your garage. Have, did you notice that th- the last two years?
3: Uh, actually, I've kept them all away. So, uh, fortunately, <laughs> I've got great support and great partners uh, with M&Ms and Toyota and everybody else that uh, when – when I go do my hospitality run and everything like that, that's where we do all our photos. That's where we do all our handshakes. That's where we do all of our our, uh, our smiling and having fun. And then when it gets to to get into the car and, and everything on the pre-race grid, it's it's time to go to business. It's time to uh, to focus and and be with my crew chief and to to put the work hat on. So there are no distractions for you once you get there. Yeah, once once we get to the car, that's right. Yeah, it's just all about getting in and uh, and getting focused on what's ahead. I heard that we tried to stir
8: things up today asking you about your your history with other drivers, and some people said, you know, feud with Brad, some people said you once feuded with Harvick, but I've heard that you and Harvick actually had a good time in New York yeah week. a little bit you guys bit. are buds now
3: I, I i don't know ask him i, I, <laughs> I guess we're, we're better together now than what we used to be so you know we have yet to call and invite each other out to dinner for a beer or anything but at least when we're around uh another nascar things and doing stuff like that we're pretty cordial and uh, we're actually like high school buddies making fun of the other two earlier this week so it's kind of funny someone asked you today
8: one word to describe your season you said trying i think i know by but could you elaborate why has this been a trying 2017
3: uh, yeah i mean earlier in the season beginning of the year we, we were it was a trying year it was a trying season because we weren't able to get to victory lane we weren't able to close the deal it took a long time it took all the way to june or july before we got that first win at pocono so um, you know that opportunity of being able to score that win there and then we won a couple more and then again at, at the brickyard we should have won that one and we got crashed out and we should have probably won a couple more and and or at least been in contention to win a couple more and we've had other issues stupid issues pit road issues or um loose wheels or whatever it might be that's kind of knocked us out of the running for, for some of those, and you feel defeated. So it's always like there's something that we're, we're trying for, you know, and and uh, there was a couple races this year. Maybe we weren't the fastest car. We got the victory, so those felt really good and rewarding. But, um, you know, being able to, to get to Homestead in a trying season is probably a pretty good feeling. Uh, arguably, we've been the, the second fastest car to the 78 this entire season. So hopefully that uh, that we can be the best of them on Sunday. Certainly get some redemption if he can win the championship on yeah. Sunday. Kyle yeah. Bush going for his
8: second title in three seasons.
5: So, DJ, Nate with a great question there, uh, describing his season as trying. And Steve Latart brought up such a great point on Ask Her America the other day about the fact that they actually switched pit crews at yep. the beginning of these playoffs. And we haven't heard a peep about that since some struggles early on. What does it say about Kyle Bush and this team that they can have such a trying year and make changes and make adjustments and now find themselves ready to contend for a championship?
2: I think it says a lot about the relationship between Kyle Bush and his crew chief, Adam Stevens. And, and- that they can get things done. They understand each other so very well, and they were willing to make that change even though uh, the other guys had gotten them through the first 26 races and gotten them into the playoffs. But they knew they needed to make a change if they were going to be uh, the the champions. The last few weeks haven't been their very best. You know, they weren't the dominant car at Martinsville. They got that win, made things happen. So they find themselves here probably not with the most confidence, but Kyle Busch very seldom is lacking for confidence. So look for him to be right in the mix on Sunday evening.
5: Kyle, where would you rank him among the championship four drivers in terms of the driver that knows how to make something out of nothing or go in not as confident and end up ultimately getting it done?
11: Look,
4: I will say this. Uh, it takes Adam Stevens to keep him in the game sometimes, and, and I'll be honest. I mean, we, we've seen him get to a place where he's like, this is all I got, I can't do anymore, and Adam has to pick him up. So, um, you know, I, I still rank a couple of guys over him of making something out of nothing, uh, but there was a point in this season, and he mentioned it, by the time they got to the halfway mark and they have, had not won, he could have realistically won four or five races. We could be sitting here with Kyle Busch at this time of the year, already have won eight or ten races and we'd be talking about a totally different uh, scenario going to to Miami.
5: Yeah, it's a great point. So we've heard from all the championship contenders in the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. Two questions now remain. Who is going to win the titles? DJ and Kyle, they're just going to give you the answers. They'll make their picks when we come back here on NASCAR America. Stay with us.
4: today, and he's going to Miami.
11: Martin Chouette Jr., once again, the cream of the crop. Hello, Holstead. This is Kevin Harvick
2: making a reservation for the championship for
5: Our coverage from Miami starts tomorrow with Monster Energy Series practice and qualifying right there on NBCSN. Saturday here, the Xfinity Series will crown a champion, and then on Sunday we'll find out who will hoist the Monster Energy Cup. Coverage begins with NASCAR America at 1.30 Eastern over on NBC. So with that, let's make some picks. Uh, Xfinity Series first. DJ, I'll start with you.
2: Okay, I'm going to go with the experience and uh, my buddy Elliot Sadler. I think he finally gets that first Xfinity uh, championship that he's been looking for.
5: Kyle, what do you think in the Xfinity Series?
4: Somebody that drives for Adele Jr.
2: Um, No,
4: I'm I'm, going to go with Justin Allgaier. I'll go with Justin Allgaier. I I am pulling for Elliott Sadler, but I'll go with Justin
2: Allgaier.
5: Interesting. Okay, I thought one of you might choose William Byron.
2: No, because you said that's who your choice was. (laughs) Yes, yes.
5: I think William Byron could probably get in touch. All right, let's go over to the Cup Series. Um, Who are you picking?
2: Uh, I'm going to take your pick here. I'm going to take Truex. I've seen everything... That tells me that this team is championship ready. They've had the fastest car, and the driver knows how to get it done.
4: Yep, and I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick to win his second. Okay, uh, oh, later, I'm going with Harvick.
5: You really, you really going with Kevin Harvick?
4: Yes, I am going with Kevin Harvick. Man, I, yeah. listen, I, he has made more with nothing this year in a lot of cases, and I think somebody is going to have to gut it out when we get to, to Miami. It's going to be a tough race. Is
5: it a difficult decision for you to pick Martin Truex Jr., even though he is the favorite? I mean, does a little part of you think that Kevin Harvick or Oh, yeah, that's who he's
2: going to have to beat. Yeah. In, in my mind, it's Kevin Harvick. That's who he's going to have to outrun at the end of this race. But I think he's convinced me he has the confidence and the car and the talent.
5: Okay, well, that's all for NASCAR America. For all your news, you can always log on to NBCSports.com slash NASCAR over the weekend to get the very latest. Our coverage from Miami starts tomorrow at 1230 Eastern. Enjoy, Chip. Weekend, everybody.
0: This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad, he's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfector of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings.